Welcome everybody to the Trillions channel where we talk all things crypto and investing. Today we have a special guest. His name is Steven Brocker and he runs the Future is Cheap Now YouTube channel. Steven is a Celsian and has been posting content on Celsius since the beginning of 2020. So if you've been following his channel, you would have been aware of Cell Token when it was as low as a couple of cents. So today we have the privilege of picking his brain and getting his insight about Celsius Network, Cell Token, and his thoughts on Bitcoin and the macro picture. Thank you for coming onto the channel. I am a fan of your work, sir. How are you doing? Man, I am a, I am a fan. I am so pumped to be here. And it, coming from you, that is high praise. Uh, Trillions Nakamoto, you are just <laughs> the man, the myth, the legends, like uh, the Celsius, our version of plan B, but you're even better. And really a pleasure, really a pleasure to talk with uh, you. Thank you for giving us your time. So look, for anyone who is new to you or new to your channel, do you mind just giving them some background on who you are, how and why you got into crypto and just sort of the rationale why you start up the channel? Definitely, definitely. So I, um, I'm actually a master in the Merchant Marine. So I work on ships all over the world. So I get a very international perspective. And um, I have, I guess it's in my blood. I guess I am. I'm Ashkenazi Jew. So I I've looked, see Alex talking about Tel Aviv all the time. And I go, oh, man, I got to go visit. It's in my blood. I've always been interested in finance. I've always been interested in compound interest. I've done a lot with traditional finance. And I've run different monies. I help, I help a lot, a lot of people with just as a, I call myself an FFS, a freelance financial strategist, the Google school of learning. It's like I've always, always say you can, uh, <laughs> I always say formal education will make you a living self-education will make you a fortune. And that's so true with investing. We have a horrible education of any sort of, uh, financial awareness in the United States. And that's where I'm from. I'm from United States, from California. That's where I grew up. I live in Florida now work on ships all over the world and uh, just a super interest in financial matters and kind of more financial, uh, formal stuff, Warren Buffett isms and that kind of value investing. And then I was first introduced to cryptocurrency actually around 2016. I had a man come up to me and start telling me about Bitcoin. And I immediately dismissed him. I said, it was a scam. I'm not interested. And uh, I'll never forget, he walked away. And I've said this a few times on my channel. He told me, he said, Steve, there will be a time where you not, will not be able to afford a whole Bitcoin. And I thought, yeah, you're crazy. I mean, come on, you can't afford it. It was like five or $600 at the time. And here we are, as of this recording, about $58,000. And that man stands very true. And uh, of course, got into crypto. That's how I began. And then more orange pilled and then uh, Celsius Network followed. And, and why did you start the channel? Was there a particular purpose? Was it to educate people? Or did you feel like maybe there wasn't enough sort of uh, noise being made about certain uh, projects? There's, um, I started the channel at, uh, in December of 2019, I entered crypto uh, after the man told me about it and I wasn't interested. I was sailing on ships and everybody was talking about Bitcoin when it hit the high in 2017. I'm a value investor. I don't, I don't jump into things. And I just, I watched it go up. I watched it come down. And then I thought, I need to understand this thing. And I started doing the research. And at first it was cryptocurrency. I was looking at Litecoin, Ethereum and all this stuff. And 
there wasn't a real a real understanding, but it started there in 2018. And then that's when I first got an Associates Network. And, and um, you know, this, is, this all leads up to the channel. But I got an Associates Network and I was actually looking at all the different, the different platforms. But that was when I was in cryptocurrency. And then as I got further orange-pilled um, in 2019, when I was really, really had gone down the rabbit hole and I was doing extra work to make anything I could to buy more Bitcoin, to increase my holdings, to stack sats, as they say. I was, a, I was captain on a ship in Virginia, uh, United States, Virginia. There's actually a video on my channel called the USNS Martin. I've done a video, full documentation of that because a really, really interesting mission for anybody that's interested looking at it. Nothing crypto related, but just a fascinating uh, a mission. So I was, I was captain of that ship. I was in Virginia and I went to a bar for Taco Tuesday with some other gentlemen, people, I think they were in their fifties and they were like openly mocking me about Bitcoin and how crazy I was. And I'm like fully orange peeled, orange, <laughs> orange peeled orange pilled at this moment. And so I'm, I'm just all about it. And I've done the work on the macro. I've done the work on looking into how our Federal Reserve, how the, our money works. And I was in disbelief. And I, at that point in time, I was like right after that, I started the, the channel because I said, I just want to spread the opportunity. If I get one subscriber, one person, because I'm always talking about Bitcoin, I'm always trying to make your money your own, financial freedom. Um, you go down these these rabbit holes with what is money and all these things. But anyways, that's when I started the channel and I will be ha I'm happy to say that, that those individuals own Bitcoin today. <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing. And, and then I guess, how did you come across Celsius as a project? So you figured out crypto, as you said, was it 2016 you mentioned just a moment ago, it came across. Uh, they, I was introduced, I had an introduction in 2016, but I really didn't get involved until 2018. Okay. And that was on the way down the hill. And that's the same time when I kind of, I was in crypto at first and I wasn't really fully orange peel or pilled. And I wasn't into like these, not your keys, not your coins. I did follow some of the original guys like Trace Mayer, the, the hodler of last resort. And some of these guys that are very, you know, Celsius is a devil kind of to them because not your keys, not your coins. Well, I, when I entered Celsius, I entered Celsius, BlockFi, crypto.com, kind of just looking for yield. I saw huge growth rates happening with Celsius. Here they are expanding it. They were like 700% at that time. And I was nervous. There were hacks and stuff going on, but I was, I was playing with a little everything. And I was still kind of in the mindset of just uh, diversifications. So I have this Bitcoin. I had some, I had a treasure. So I had some in cold storage. I had some with crypto.com, some with BlockFi, some with Celsius. And at that point, I didn't really understand Celsius network. I didn't understand it and who they are and what they are, but I was experimenting with, uh, with lending platforms in 2018. Yeah. I think that's quite smart because at that point of time, a lot of them bear a lot of early stage risk. So having everything in one platform would have most probably be irresponsible, irresponsible in some sense. So I think that's a smart thing. I think as of now, maybe there is more differentiation and we'll most probably get into that a little bit later on. But I, I wouldn't see why anyone wouldn't do that because uh, you don't want to have everything in one, I guess, all your eggs in one basket. I guess that's what the phrase is. Um, so do, do you ever remember the time that kind of got you over the line into CeFi, let's say? So 
giving up your assets and, and putting onto their wallets? Uh, and, and what kind of got you over that line, just out of interest? I mean, I was spreading things around and it was, you spread out the risk. And then you start looking at these insured uh, products. It was actually BlockFi first got me started because they're insured and they had a ton of venture capital. And I thought, wow, these guys are great. And I kind of, Celsius Network was so small. I mean, when I got into them, they were so small. They had nothing under management. They're tiny, but they were growing very fast. And they just, it wasn't as, it was hard. I really wasn't aware of the AMAs. Celsius doesn't do a lot of advertising. And they've just, I learned later on, once I started to, understand the machine, Alex Mashinsky, their CEO, and, and look at, at his uh, pedigree, look at his resume. And this guy's an eight-time, nine-time founder. He, what we're talking over right now, voice over internet protocol, this man, I mean, has patents on that. I mean, he's just brilliant, brilliant individual. When I recognized that, I, I was more Celsius. And I did acknowledge when I was with BlockFi, when I realized the fees that were involved. I mean, I did a couple loans with BlockFi and they're charging me two percent just to originate the loan and the rates were high but you can only do that for so long and and as we went a little further out i real i and i started going further down the rabbit hole with these these c5 platforms i realized that celsius network is it and we're obviously i'm going to dive a little bit further in that later because i'd really love to but um that was kind of my journey spread it out start with a lot of the other platforms and then when you realize the fees and stuff start to kind of to migrate. And I've obviously done some, some recent videos comparing some of the other platforms because I have used them all. Yeah, I found that video to be really, really useful because I've not used the other two platforms. I did the work very early on and I took um, a, a more sort of nuanced approach and said, look, I'm just going to stick with this one because I think this is going to be the winner over the long term. But I didn't get in as early as you did. You know, I think you must have got in when they just had you know, tens of thousands of, um, of, uh, of users at that point. Whereas when I got in, it was, it was a lot larger. So you can sort of maybe take, uh, uh, say maybe a concentrated bet, but putting, putting more assets on one platform. So I think if anyone hasn't watched that video, it's, it's quite handy because he goes through all the different platforms and you explain in, in very sort of simple simple English really. And it's quite digestible. And I, and I, and I really like the way that you actually present and uh, which actually brings me to what I wanted to talk about next is like at the end of April, I put out a tweet saying I binge watched a few of your recent Celsius related content videos. <laughs> and, you know, I, I remember saying something like fantastic content, great insight and digestible information on why sell token. And like, funny enough, we both published a video, uh, the prior week uh, uh, on the same day. So this is just before that tweet. And, it, and what was really interesting is the fact that we didn't know each other, but in that same video, we came to the number of $1 trillion, um, which obviously made me feel better because I wasn't just pulling numbers out of thin <laughs> air at that point. There was some reassurance that other people are coming to the same number. But do you mind just going through that analysis of $1 trillion? Because I thought it was quite interesting. Definitely. Well, and you know, that's very, very high praise coming from you trillions because I think you have the, the, the stuff, the content you put together for Celsius is just amazing. And truthfully, you said you liked my, my versus video with your different platforms. I'm waiting. And I know there was a, a tweet the other day. I'm waiting for you to do 
one of your videos and a deep dive analysis on that because that would be truly amazing. Um, so yeah, that it is very interesting. And I almost, I felt a little bad because I put it out a few hours before that you released your video and we both did come to uh, come to the $1 trillion number. To be perfectly honest, how I came to that, I was inspired by the Coinbase IPO had just happened. And I saw Gary Tan on, on YouTube. He had a video how he wrote a check to Brian Armstrong over at Coinbase, how I turned $300,000 into over $2 billion. Well, that was my original, like, because I consider Coin Celsius to be way more than Coinbase. I mean, Coinbase is, is it's going to be a race to the bottom in fees. And uh, I, I go into that a little bit, but but if you look at that, 300,000 to 2 billion is 6,666 times return. So initially, I kind of thought of the title of my video before I really started diving into what I, I wanted to talk about it. And I, I put turn $150 into a billion dollars as my title. And then <laughs> as I started going through, I was like, well, wait a second, it's kind of, I don't want to sound like clickbait. And I ended up changing it to uh, Celsius Network. Uh, it's going to become millions type thing. But that kind of evolved where with Gary Tan, real good guy, $300,000 into several billion dollars, Celsius Network, I mean, they, they brag about for the longest time how the top 200, they wanted to make all of the top 200 uh, Celsius holders millionaires. And that was like a, a big, they brag about how much interest they give away, how much how they've paid. They're over 500 million now. They brag about not, you know, paying all the fees for their clients. But so in my mind, I started thinking about it and I was like, Celsius Network, they're not gonna make a handful of people uh, billionaires. They're gonna make a million millionaires. And a million millionaires, which we're about 650,000 users now around a quarter million, over a quarter million active users, so we're not quite at a million yet, but a million times a million is a trillion. So I kind of worked backwards to it in that regards. And I absolutely loved in your video talking about Amazon. And I mean, I honestly, how, how when Amazon, that was something I was going to cover in my video. I think I just forgot to go over it. I mean, Amazon, that was a perfect, perfect correlation. And the, um, I think of besides just Amazon and that network effect, because on customer service are the same. I also Vanguard popped in my mind with the the fees, keeping the fees very small, and then you know, giving the most the most value. And of course, Vanguard is is uh, private, but looking at the banking sector, we both kind of looked at the banking sector, like how big of a market Celsius Network is going after. And you took it even went further on the limb with with a credit card and some of the stuff coming and even they just had an announcement uh, yesterday by Alex Mashinsky. Now they just, they're ac acquiring a company and they're going to get the ability to uh, basically become a, an exchange because they're going to be able to do, it sounds like unlimited uh, over the counter type trades. And they're also going to be doing uh, uh, loans to all the different states in the United States. And it's just a huge place for them to, to springboard from. But um yeah, it was it was amazing how uh, how close we were and all that. But if you if you look at Celsius Network, if their their business model to give eighty percent back to the community and twenty percent to them uh, they keep for themselves, if they applied that business model to the banks, if they were in the the legacy financial system, and crypto is so much less efficient. But if, if they applied that to like, you know, you start small, like a, a community bank, 
and you just can't get up to the size to where you can compete with a JP Morgan or a Wells Fargo. But if Celsius Network did get to the higher level and they were able to do some of those same type of trades um, or those same type of transactions to the larger scale, imagine if, if a legacy financial system bank gave 80% back to the customers and kept 20%. That's, when you think about Wells Fargo, JP Morgan, these guys that are making over 10%, over 15% return on equity, they could do that. Imagine if you went to your bank account, you could make 6% or 8%. And they're not just, it's not just based on where rates are at, you know? Um, and obviously that's, we'll follow that with why Celsius is, is winning in that regards. But just, those are my thoughts. Does that make sense on the, the, the trillion? I guess it was kind of a mistake at first. Yeah, no, it's interesting just because I think what we, what we can all agree, and I think the community as well, is that what is at stake is just so huge. Uh, and, and when you dig into the numbers, it, you just, it's mind boggling, like the amount of assets that will move just from fiat to crypto and then crypto into Celsius is just phenomenal. So I think what people can appreciate is just the scale of disruption that's at bay. And I, and I just don't think people have fully recognized it. Like, you know, if we, if, if we imagine that information is fully transmissible right now and everyone's like got access to it, you would have thought that there would be a, a larger tick up in maybe adoption on the wallet or even on sell token or, or other th sort of, um, I guess, uh, metrics or things you can kind of quantify. So it's, it's amazing that we are still so early. And I've said this many times on Clubhouse is we've got what quarter of a million people uh, as active users or active wallets. Like uh, the biggest stadium in yeah. the US, I believe is like 107,000. It might be in Michigan, I believe. Like if you put all those people, you could fit them in that stadium, some on the field, some in seats, some standing on stairways. Like that's how many people are in Celsius or at least who have decided to invest in Celsius. So we are so, so early and- So early. Yeah. So, and like, like I pointed out in the video, I mean, if you just look at AUM or, or market cap, I mean, Celsius is the top 100 bank in the United States. Like when you pointed out and your thing, the numbers you said weren't necessarily super accurate. They might've been outdated, but you said what, 5.2 trillion in a in banking uh, market, market cap, cap. Yeah. yeah in banking market cap and the thing is celsius is almost more of a tech a tech firm when, when you start looking at the banking sector and that's and that's kind of something that you brought in when you're looking at at amazon you've you've had this whole thing's accelerating we'll go into to macro later but as a as a, a tech firm it's a completely different valuation and like you said in that video very accurately a lot of legacy financial uh, entities, they trade at a discount to their, to their book, you know, their, their tangible book value. And you say, oh, maybe Celsius does the same. Well, not really. When you consider they're a, they're a, a tech platform and you start looking at something like Apple that was found in 1976, it took them from there and just two years ago, they reached the $1 trillion market cap, $1 trillion. In the two years after that, they reached two trillion. They doubled it because of the macro shifts. What's happening? We're starting to, to accelerate. You're starting to see all these these trillion dollar companies. And really, when you think about it from a, a technological standpoint, and the business model being so infiable, 
with Celsius Network. Like I said, as a smaller player in the normal uh, financial world, it's hard to get to a size to where you can start to take over. But they've they've done it right. They have the right business model. They've they've come out with, and they're coming out with cr the crypto, and they're starting to take from the BlockFi's and the Nexos. Everything's starting to come over because they've figured out yield. They've grown organically and correctly, and and the bigger they become, the more control they have over the market. And it's just it's truly daunting. Uh, there was a a tweet right before we got on, we started talking with Otis, and somebody was giving him a hard time on Twitter. And Alex Mashinsky, the CEO of, of Twitter, he talks about uh, Otis all the time. Otis is like the most famous uh, <laughs> Celsian. But Otis, somebody was giving him a hard time for, for Hopium and, and Moon Math. He's talking about his, uh, I think he's got a, a $60 or $70 uh, sell token price this year. And it's like, it's like, well, is that? I mean, I, I tweeted back. I said, is that really Hopium? I mean, it seems kind of reasonable to me if you consider the fact You've got something like like Doge, Doge token, which I've done a video on Doge and kind of looked at the the risks and look at the the uh, the blockchain. But you got Doge, which has a fifty billion dollar market cap, fifty billion dollar market cap, and and every single minute, ten thousand Doge are being created out of thin air for infinity, for infinity. And there's there hasn't been any work on that blockchain in three years. So is it really? That unrealistic, and if you consider the fact that Celsius Network now, it, which is a layer on top of Bitcoin, and, and we'll go down the Bitcoin rabbit hole later, but Celsius Network is in its infancy with Bitcoin. It's drawing in these assets from everywhere else like crazy. They've got 100,000 Bitcoin right now under management, Celsius Network. When you consider there's 21 million Bitcoin of which 5 million have been lost, and that's the total, but you consider there's 18.6 million, 5 million have been lost, 13. 6 million Bitcoin. Well, Celsius has 100,000 of them. That's almost 1%. Another 30,000 Bitcoin, that's 1%. So when you, you look at guys like Michael Saylor, Robert Breedlove, uh, Max Kaiser, like the big Bitcoin maximalist OGs in the space, and these guys are talking about $100 trillion for Bitcoin, $100 trillion Bitcoin. That's 100 times where we're at now. So if we go 100 trillion on Bitcoin and Celsius Network has one, they have 1% 1 of them now, what's 1%? What's 1% of 100 trillion? A trillion bucks. And that's so, is it really outlandish to think that? And that's, that is not even thinking of any future growth or anything. It's like talking about, it's like talking about Amazon and Netflix and Google and all these companies when the internet first came out in the mid 90s. Like it's, it's, you can't see this stuff. It's, it's, uh, we're so early in this whole thing, like you said. Yeah. And just to clarify, uh, when you say 100,000 Bitcoin, so they've got 80-ish at the moment. Is there a 20 that uh, we haven't accounted for? That in their app. So they've got a real-time data feed. We heard from from Nuke. Yeah. He's their engineer. We all know the Nuke. He's been on a few of the uh, AMAs. Um, that is a real-time data feed. That is telling you exactly. That is not, that. there's no institutional information got it, got that it. is just us the celsians just the individuals so when you see right now it's just over eighty-two thousand. no institutional they've taken on more institutional in the past month the past two months than they've taken in the entire time since they've been around celsius in the past three years they're growing tremendously the institutions are coming like crazy they want yield you're starting to see people like 
the parabolic guy for BlockFi. I mean, he's coming over. They're, they're bringing their Bitcoin because BlockFi is not paying anything. Nexo, they haven't figured out yield. They tried one thing. They're, they're black boxes. That's the other thing. We both said they're black boxes. We both use that same term, which is great. But, but that's where I get 100000 Okay, awesome. Uh, so let's just do, dive into this. So one thing that I took away from your videos is that you kept banging on about the incentives of the depositor and the company are aligned. And I feel like transparency is the key to success in the centralized finance space. You know, we mentioned the black box. So do you mind just going through the incentives thing? Because I found that quite fascinating because I don't think we speak enough about it. And I don't think necessarily, I think Celsius does a good job of it. Uh, but I think we still need to kind of remind, especially people who are new to the space, anyone who's just joining crypto, they'll most probably just see this and it's like all new. Uh, and it's, you have to keep reminding people of these types of uh, conversations. Yes. I mean, tra transparency, Celsius network is the only platform that has done any sort of independent audits that is, that is doing stuff on the blockchain and they're, and they're just starting They're They want to make every single transaction with every single blockchain. You can see everything they've ever done. Um, transparency, transparency, transparency. They talk about it. You mentioned the, the weekly AMAs, you mentioned seeing the people um, on their website and see everybody that's important, but at the same time, and you mentioned skin in the game, skin in the game is important, but to me, you know, I can go to a website for, for, a, for an equity company and I can see, oh, here's their, their CEO, here's their CFO. Yeah, you can see them. All right. There's a lot of people that hate some of these uh, bankrupt companies that have gone under. So they're there, not really there. And they'll lie to you, tell you whatever. Celsius Network, when we talk about skin in the game, we talk about their incentives, all the employees, the CEO, the biggest asset Celsius Network holds is the sell token. Is there, that is their treasury reserve. And that is, it's almost like equity in a company, but obviously there it's not, it's not equity, but I can guarantee you, because I had a, a discussion with some about this the other day. They go, oh, you're confusing it with equity. You're confusing the, uh, the sell token is with equity. And I'm like, well, I mean, it is part of their treasury. So if Binance goes public, Binance, the largest exchange in the world, they make Coinbase look like a, a little circus over there. Binance is huge and they focus fees, fees, fees. They keep it low, low, low. The customer first, just like we're talking about with Celsius Network. So do you think their, their BNB token isn't going to be worth anything? What's the market cap on, on BNB right now? The Binance coin. Binance coin is almost $100 billion right now, $100 billion. Coinbase, I think they were right around $100 billion when they started and came back in. They're around $60 billion now. They don't have a token or anything. You think if they'd had their own Coinbase token, I'm sure it's, it's got value because it's, it's something that, like the, the Binance coin, it adds to their ecosystem. You get discounts. It's very similar. And you drew that comparison in the video uh, that you did. But incentives, transparency, these are must-haves. And Celsius Network is setting the bar no one else is even close. If they could answer with anything, why not be transparent? Because Celsius is taking from you like crazy. Why wouldn't I? If I see somebody that's robbing all my, my customers, all my assets, I have friends that are in the legacy financial system. If, if they've got better fees and whatnot, they're going to tell the, the clients. They're going to tell people at other firms if they, can, if they can beat their fees because they want the business, you know?
Yeah, and, and I think you make a good point on the token and having a token part of your ecosystem because from an equity standpoint, if you are an investor coming in, um, you will have you will basically have access to this cash flows that come off the business, but then also you have a claim to the tokens that being the sell treasury. So it is equity like in that sense, and you're completely right. Um, why don't we just talk about the black box nature of the competitors? Uh, because you know what we've seen very recently have been some rate cuts and a lot of it isn't really been explained clearly. And, and that's kind of the risk that you've outlined that's coming to fruition now. So we may have spoken about it in the past, but now you're starting to see, oh, actually, look, this is what a black box looks like because you don't know what's happening inside. And now you're just seeing the outputs, which is the rate cuts. Exactly. And it's funny, we both came to that same term, the black box, Pandora's box, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. The like I said, I started with BlockFi and I came on because their customer support was there. They had a lot of venture capital funding was there. I got frustrated a little bit with some of the Celsius support. And I, and I even said in one of my videos, like, well, as an introduction, Celsius is good, but BlockFi, I just, I like them. They're better. They had licensing very quick in a lot of other states. I've heard that complaint from other people, but I, I always said, it's like, hey, you want the, the best rates, you want everything. Celsius is the way to do it, but just for smaller amounts. I felt they had limitations on amounts they've, they've, they've grown or organically and done very well but that kind of initially i was more attracted to like a a block fi when i when i think of the the black box you got to be scared you got to you got to realize that as as celsius network they, they're becoming this they're this they're the gorilla in the room they're, they're growing to a point where they are the largest lender nobody else will even they're embarrassed to tell you how much bitcoin they have when you've got the head cheerleader parabolic guy when you got the head cheerleader moving all his stuff over to Celsius Network, that's gotta say something. I mean, this is the guy that, that Zach Prince, the CEO of BlockFi would, I mean, share his tweets and stuff all the time. All of a sudden, here he is over on Celsius Network. They're, everybody's cutting their fees, um, but you don't know what they're doing. You don't know what, how they're transacting. You don't know anything. I mean, I'd be, I'd be scared out of my mind if I had no idea what's going on. I, want, I don't have any money over there. I mean, I put my money uh, talks to, to where I'm doing, uh, putting stuff. There's a game theory here. When we go, when you orange pill, as you, you get into Bitcoin, everybody gets into Bitcoin at the price they deserve. And I, I, I beat my fists on the table. I, I flailed my arms. I, I reshared a video, one of my earliest videos I did, we were at $7,000 Bitcoin, probably five cents on sell. And I was talking about these interest platforms. I was talking about Celsius network. And I said, in that video, I said, Listen, at a $7,000 Bitcoin, this is a gift. You need to celebrate this because if you're getting at the time, you're getting three and a half percent interest on Celsius network. It's like, if you can earn three and a half percent interest, we're at $7,000 Bitcoin. We should be much, much higher. We should be at a $50,000 Bitcoin. I said that in the video. So really you're getting paid in Bitcoin. Yeah, you're getting 0 .03, 0 0.03 Bitcoin, but, and that's only a couple hundred bucks, but it's really, it's really 10 times that or, or seven or eight times that. So we have to realize that's why these things are so great. When the, the game theory though, Bitcoin, everybody gets at the price they deserve. So you'll get in, everybody will get in. If you get in a hundred thousand, you get in a quarter million, you get in at 500,000, you get in a million, everybody gets in at the price they deserve. That's the game theory of it. It's your story, monetary energy, and people get in 
as they get in, as they go down the rabbit hole, they understand it. And that's what I try to spread is understanding. With these lending platforms, it's the opposite. When you don't know how they're transacting, as the strongest player, Celsius Network, as they're the strongest player, they just keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. They're at the point now, they're this gorilla where their business model can't be beat because they're giving 80% back. So the rates can never, the only, the only way you can beat the rates and BlockFi did it for a very short period of time is by losing money, by losing a lot of money. And that's because they don't have yields figured out. They, they try to compensate with the way they were doing yield, which people have talked about their, some of their, their trading over there, but you really don't know because there's no transparency. And, and they charge a ton of fees, but it's not enough to compensate when you're giving away a huge amount of interest. Every week, Celsius Network is, is adjusting their interest rates, but that's the game theory on the lending platforms. Do you want to be the last person holding the bag as everything flees? You saw Parabolic Guy, the biggest cheerleader, on BlockFi, just pull $5 million from BlockFi and put it on Celsius Network. That would put the fear of God in me if I was still on BlockFi. I don't know about you, uh, Trillions, but I'd be, I'd be nervous if I was still on BlockFi. Yeah, and I think we, we have the luxury of time to be able to assess this. And I think, and I feel really horrible for any new newbies coming in because they'll be looking at YouTubers who have you know hundreds of thousands of subscribers and a lot of them are shilling Blockify because of the marketing oh. budget that they have. Uh, and that's the problem, you know, we live in right now where, you know, anyone new to crypto essentially is just trusting uh, people who are quote unquote been in this industry for a while, but you know, whether their incentives line up with the person signing up is, is questionable. One thing I really do like, you know, when, when we were talking about the black box nature of other competitors, we have a lot of content creators who are able to create models and able to take data from Celsius and create charts and things that you can kind of contextualize what's actually going on. So I have created some content on that. I know Joshua, uh, and I'll leave his, his links uh, here as we speak, and Plan C who have created content on Celsius. Uh, and they're able to do this because of transparency, because they're willing. Best community out yeah, there. And, and they're Best willing to share, the, the company's willing to share that data with the public. So it makes it that much more easier for us to, to go out and produce this kind of content for people. Um, yeah, I think, I think. Real quick on that, real quick on that. I know, and, and I just, I got to applaud you for that. I mean, I, I love coming on your channel because you don't, you don't have a bunch of these Bybit links and stuff. I mean, you, I, I, I represent what I know. I always recommend Swan Bitcoin, it's by Bitcoiners, the, the way to, to get your, to get Bitcoin. They're the cheapest, they're the best, give you the best rates. I talk about Coinbase because it's a way to a uh, US dollar coin for free and you can send it over to Celsius. I actually had a subscriber reach out and tell me, I didn't realize, but Gemini, I guess you can get the, the GUSD and that they send that over for free. So. That's an interesting one. I still haven't, uh, but he sent me screenshots and stuff. Very interesting. But I recommend stuff I know, like Celsius Network. I definitely stopped recommending BlockFi when I kind of realized what was going on over there. But just like you said, I really respect you because you don't have a lot of this stuff that you don't know. You're not just throwing stuff out there like Bybit. You see these guys with 100,000 subscribers and, oh, you get $600 if you sign up for Bybit. Bybit, you can do 50 to one leverage, 100 to one leverage, and you can get wrecked. I mean, hey. If it works out for you, I mean, I don't know everything. I'm not the best trader by, by any means, but I'll tell you what, 
what, 2%, 2% of traders are really successful. If, if you'd held 1% in Bitcoin and 99% in cash under your mattress in the last decade, you would have outperformed everything in the world. I mean, how much more do you need, you know? And yeah, when I see guys, it's the, their incentives are, are misaligned. When I see what Bitcoin did, I mean, he, he recommending BlockFi, they're, they're giving him new cars and he was recommending drop, uh, drop it. The guy was convicted for money laundering. I mean, he's recommending him getting sponsored. They don't care. They just, they're getting money. Uh, Pompliano, and, and, it's, and I don't want to sound like these guys, a lot of these, what Bitcoin did, Anthony Pompliano, these guys are doing great stuff for, for spreading what Bitcoin is and getting it out there. And that's, and that's great. And I even said, uh, Peter McCormick, the what Bitcoin did guy, I mean, I was giving him a hard time for, for going on about BlockFi. And I said, hey, you know, I understand. You got to eat, you got you to get paid, you got your sponsorships. You do a great job for getting people out there. I just hope in the next layer, people understand the risk they're taking with like a BlockFi with, and especially we talk crypto, I mean, we'll go into crypto and why I'm kind of a, a Bitcoin maximalist. And I try not, people get confused there. A lot of people talk to me, they go on Binance and there's all these coins out there. And they, it's, it's like, how do I just get Bitcoin? They make it so confusing. And they want you to get everything else but Bitcoin. I think that's kind of a, a disservice to the, uh, to the space. So what's your sort of perspective on the centralized finance space? Where do you think it's all heading and, and where does Celsius fit in all of this? Celsius is a beast. I mean, it, it, we touched on a little bit earlier with the, the one, the one trillion, one trillion dollar uh, for the cell token and for, for Celsius, the whole world's expanding, the whole world's expanding the central, the, a trillion dollars, they print a trillion dollars. Like it's nothing. I mean, I, the, the companies that are trillions and the trillion of, of market, uh, market caps of a trillion or several trillion, uh, it, it kind of depends. We'll, we'll go into to Bitcoin later, go real uh, full orange pill. But this, this Bitcoin, you're talking about the first monetary system really designed by engineers. It's a decentralized, unpoliticized money rather than the currency we've had now. But the, the currency is just expanding. Um, I think that as this, the CFI, as Celsius expands, they're going to continue to take market share and dominance. And you're going to see everything kind of go to the, uh, the top dog. You don't remember Ask Jeeves, you don't remember Netflix or Nets, Netscape, excuse me, Netscape or AOL. You've got Google, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, like as their networks become just, you can't, they dominate everything else. Uh, that's just what you get. And that's what, uh, where Celsius will go. We do know yesterday, Alex Mashinsky, he did say that they, they are planning on going public within four years. Um, we do know that the, uh, the sell token can be used uh, to buy uh, equity in the next uh, funding round. So there's some indicators there, but, but Celsius Network is a beast. And I think everybody, everybody is underestimating where this stuff is going. Anybody from the legacy financial system, uh, like looking at growth metrics, looking at this thing, it's just, it's amazing. And as we have more uh, institutional players come in and they start looking at Celsius. I think that it's, uh, like I said, it's a beast. It's going to do things that it's going to make, it's going to make faces melt. Yeah. And it's still quite early, right? Uh, we are still very early uh -huh. in everything. And, and I think you had a, an interesting story about uh, the market and, 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 you know, potentially one person moving the market. Ah, uh, you, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I got into Celsius very early on. 
And I remember when I was on the ship, and this was in, I think, 2018, I have lost experimenting with things, getting sell token, which is difficult, and which now you're going to have in-app swaps and you're going to have OTC. But initially, when there was very little liquidity, I've, I lost something like $8,000, $400 worth, 8,000 sell, which today would be more sell than a lot of people have. What's that, $50,000 worth? I lost that just in a transaction with, uh, with Liquid. I used to go, I remember sitting in my stateroom on the ship and yelling around the corner to uh, Brian, the captain I work with, saying, hey, Brian, I'm about right. I was going to put like a $20,000, $30,000 order in for sell token because as it started to go, you know, as it climbed up the list, I got more and more interested. And I told him, I said, hey, do you have what you want? Oh, no, no, wait, I, I want to buy $1,000 worth. He'd do his, all right, I'm done. I, I hit my buy. I literally moved the price 20 cents, 50 cents. Like it was that, that small of a market. And it's still that small when you can, when you think not only sell, I mean, the volume, what, 6 million, 10 million a day. And it's, it's going to be increasing here, but, but Bitcoin, how early we are in Bitcoin, when you consider the fact, if you look at the, the blockchain and you consider that of all the Bitcoin wallet addresses, if you have between a, a tenth and a whole Bitcoin, a tenth and a whole Bitcoin. So between $5,800 and, and $58,000, you're in the top 10% of all Bitcoin wallet addresses. So this is something that's taking over the monetary system. And for the cost of a car, for five or $6,000, you can be in the top 10%. If you have between one Bitcoin and 10 Bitcoin, obviously is more of an outlier at $58,000 to 500 or yeah, $580,000. You're in the top 2%. Can you imagine if you were in the top 2% of all United States dollar holders or all British pound holders, wouldn't that be something to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, uh, on the topic, actually, do you have any sort of thoughts on the future sell token? Any sort of, uh, dare I say, price predictions? Oh, we, uh, or a general direction. I mentioned, early, <laughs> I, I mentioned with, with, uh, with the tweet with Otis and it, it's really based on Bitcoin. If, if you really, uh, if you orange, orange pill yourself and you look at the future of Bitcoin, if, if you go down, like you're a Michael Saylor and you think this is a hundred trillion, you got a hundred trillion going to hundreds of trillions, it'll keep expanding every single day. When you think about, um, how inefficient, so with, with, Bitcoin, you still get the cheapest rates. You can get a 1% loan. It's a 0.7% loan if you pay back in sell token, which I had a loan earlier on. Let me tell you, I was paying back in sell token. And those payments, looking at today's value of the sell token, were a pretty penny. Let me tell you that. But um, when you look at how inefficient it is, you have to have four times the collateral, the four times the Bitcoin as you're, as you're getting in loan. Which is still, I mean, you can, you can, you don't have to sell your Bitcoin. It's essentially free. It is in Europe. It is a zero percent loan. In the United States, it's one percent for those of us, the states that can get it, and it will be everywhere soon enough. But you still have to have four times your uh, collateral on something that is so much better than the legacy financial system. The legacy financial system, you can put like in California, as little as three percent down. So if I was buying a condo for $100,000, $3,000 down, and I can buy 
100,000. So I'm putting 3,000 down and I could buy something that's worth 100,000. It's the opposite with Celsius. You have to put $400,000 down to borrow the 100,000. You know what I'm saying? It's a complete inverse. And Bitcoin is a way better collateral. It's a pristine collateral. And I think in the future, as we see this market realize the efficiencies that it has, and because Bitcoin trades 24 7, 365, it's just all the time. It's pristine collateral. You can instant settlement. You don't have any of these sort of issues they have where you close down the markets on a Friday and then you have volatility over the weekend and then you, you reopen somewhere else on, on the Monday when they reopen. You don't have that kind of stuff. And I think that when the CFI goes there, um, you really start to realize the potential. And it don't matter. As, as it gets more efficient, Celsius Network will just, just keep eating it. They'll keep eating everybody's lunch. So you see sales future basically based on Bitcoin. And that makes sense, I guess, because the vast majority of their assets, I think somewhere between like 40 and maybe 50% of the uh, AUM, I might be mistaken, but it's, it's a significant portion of their asset base is Bitcoin. So that would be most probably, there'll be like a derivative of the performance of Bitcoin, correct? Exactly. And yeah, exactly. We're, we're very yeah. early. Bitcoin's it. And if we, if we go out on the, the Bitcoin, I mean, they, they have, they're a way, I always say Bitcoin is it. You should only invest in Bitcoin. I've gone, I've done some, some videos early on and a couple other things that were kind of in the ecosystem. Then as we've run, everything gravitates to the best money. As money, Bitcoin is it. When you, when you look at the metrics, when you look at the network, it's truly, it's un, untouchable. And you can, you can, you can make some, some gambles and some of this other stuff, but it's like, just, just stick with the king is what I say. And if you want to bet outside of the king, get a sell token. And if you get sell token and we all just, we hold on to our sell token, you earn that really sweet 4.86% interest. And obviously it goes up and down, but I think it'll go up in the future. That's all you need. Cause they're profiting from all the staking on other, other blockchains. That's, that's all you need. That, that's really all you need. Yeah. And given that it is a limited supply token at some point, it becomes, uh, it'll be considered a scarce asset because there will be so many people chasing fewer tokens. So then that drives its tokenomics at some point, but it's the flywheel. It's the flywheel as the, the AUM goes up. If everybody, I, I, there's a, there's a group on Facebook that's got 6,000 members and it's all, all Celsians and asking questions about it. And they've got some, some people that work for Celsius or moderators on there. And a lot of people, just moderators, a great, a great group, but I, I post on there. I mean, I, I bought another couple thousand dollars in sell token yesterday. I mean, I'm a whale and I still buy more people. People ask me, somebody asked me on the, the thing, I'm, I'm lowering my, uh, or I'm raising my, my cost basis because I bought, I've been buying, buying sell tokens since five cents, bought a lot at a 50 cents, a 75 cents, a dollar. I put an OTC buy in, uh, with Celsius network for like 80 grand at $2. Like I just, I keep buying it as we go up the hill. I'm still buying it today any of the other whales you see, they're still buying because under $10 is a steal. We've, we've, we've just gone, it's been straight up, but this year so far for the past several months, sell token has lagged and doesn't make any sense when you see the assets under management increasing, when you see the user growth metrics, but some people are selling, hey, you get some whales, some people that, that bought it five cents and they wanna sell. I, I talked to somebody, I'd reach out to me the other day from the Netherlands and maybe he, uh, he sees this and hey, shout out to you. He's going to buy himself a new RV. He has a ton of sell token. 
And hey, bless him. He's he's up at an age where it's like, yeah, I'd rather just, you know, cash out a little bit. And there's you you see stuff like that, but we're so cheap. We've lagged. I think that fair value right now is around $12, just to be comparable to where we are with Bitcoin. As those those assets under management increase every day, as the users increase every day, I think that number keeps going up. It wouldn't surprise me at any time if we popped up 15, 20. I don't really know. I mean, the same thing with Bitcoin. I view everything in Bitcoin. People sit there. We had a, a big pullback, and some of my friends and family who know that I have a lot of Bitcoin, they go, man, you must have been sweating bullets. I said, no, I was celebrating because I was buying every day. Over the weekend, 50,000, perfect. Every time we dip around 50,000, I'd buy a little more. The instant buy on Swan, absolutely love it. And I told people for a year, and I, I, so I do my videos, and then I go work at C and you don't get a video. So everybody that watches my videos, you need to watch Trillions because while I go to C here next month and I'm in Japan, you gotta watch his stuff because he'll be around. But I told people in the videos, I was like, celebrate we're at ten thousand. celebrate like the whole 2020 until the end there oh it was the most beautiful thing ever i just i was telling everybody around me celebrate celebrate this is a gift this is a gift this is a gift we're so cheap this is awesome we had the the having in may supplies cut in half you could see the institutional interest happen and it was like this is this is great this is great this is great we didn't have the interest and then now like I said, early on, you, you pop the, the $20,000 old high, people start getting interested. I get more inquiries and emails, and that's a real a joy of the YouTube channel. And I'm sure trillions, you get a lot more interaction than I do, but I, I absolutely love that. That's what gives me the most joy is when I have people reach out to me that bought Bitcoin or bought sell, and they're just so thankful and they're financially free and they're making that weekly interest from Celsius Network. And the Celsius network, you could be comfortable because you know of the transparency, you know what they represent, their incentives are aligned. You can be comfortable in that cash flow. But um, it's you should be happy when the price goes down. This is a good thing. This is an accumulation period because it's we're ready, we're coiled. There's so much stuff on the horizon. You just got to be thankful for we stay low. And I know it's maybe it's kind of a messed up perspective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I agree with you on the comments and like people messaging you. Like it's one of the most satisfying things that I've ever done. Oh, man. Like, and it never goes unnoticed. People who like, share, like I'm starting to recognize people, like the, the regulars who are constantly like commenting and, and sharing and stuff like that. It, it, is, it is very, very satisfying. Right. I, I, I can see we already started to touch on Bitcoin. So maybe if we switch up some gears here and, and maybe let's talk a little bit about money, macro picture and Bitcoin. You know, we're starting to see Bitcoin challenge fiat in a completely different manner compared to, say, the first decade of crypto. So what's your take on all that's going on? You know, money printing, stimulus checks. Uh, let's 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 dive into that rabbit hole. I think that uh, so. How I, I feel on Bitcoin, when I fully was orange-pilled, and we, we've seen most recently the greatest cheerleader, the greatest uh, savior for Bitcoin, spreading the word, the evangelist for Bitcoin has been Michael Saylor, the CEO of MicroStrategy. And I've covered him on my channel. I've talked about his stuff. He is brilliant. The guy is fully orange-pilled. He's a MIT grad. He's just truly fascinating to listen to. But he, he describes when he talks about when he understood Bitcoin, he just came in in 2020. It really clicked for him in March of 2020 when it's like the stock market goes up as everything's being shut down and they're just printing all this money. The macro picture 
blows me away. I felt like Michael Saylor, when he talks about how he was, he was trembling as he's trying to buy his first $425 million in Bitcoin. He was buying every minute for like two days straight. He was trembling that the rest of the world, the rest of the institution stuff, were going to figure out Bitcoin. They were going to, they were going to realize it themselves. That's how I felt for several years with Bitcoin. That's why I started working extra, taking out loans, doing anything I could because it's the ultimate trade. It's the trade of a lifetime. When you can trade currency for money, it's amazing. When, when, you, when you look at the fact last year, 2020, we had the, the, uh, the crisis from the virus and everything is mandated. The government mandates everything must shut down. So everything shut down. But then you look at the data, look at 2020. So they're handing out stimulus, they're handing out money, everything's shut down. You had personal wages go up. Personal wages went up in 2025%. That's the biggest increase since 2000 with the tech boom. I mean, how in the world can you be totally shut down and have wages go up? Does that make any sense? I mean, that's got to tell you, that's got to scare you a little bit about your money and where it's, it's coming from. They, have, they, they bailed out the entire world. Back during, during uh, the financial crisis, 07, 08, 09, that period, when they did the, the bailout, the TARP bailout, that was $700 billion. That was to save the world from the whole financial system collapsing. That was $700 billion to save everything. Now, a trillion dollars, $2 trillion, that's nothing. It's just The numbers just keep getting bigger. It's like just, it, it, there is no, no value. We go from millions to billions to trillions Hey, trillions, you're going to have to change your name to a quadrillion to what comes next, because these numbers are getting insane. When you, when you look at the fact that in the past 12 months, we've printed 30% of all the United States dollars in the world. When you look at the fact that in the last 12 years, we've printed 80% of all the United States dollars in the world. We've been inflating our monetary supply, and this is in the United States, the U.S. dollar, but they're doing it everywhere. We've inflated our money supply at 20%, 20 plus percent a year. Michael Saylor put it very succinctly when he said, I realized Michael, Michael strategy, his company, which he founded, had $500 million in cash. He says, I realized we were sitting on a melting ice cube. And now they have something like $5 billion in Bitcoin. He's been borrowing at 0% uh, buying Bitcoin. When you, when you get fully orange-pilled and you realize what this is and the stuff that's coming as companies go public and they can start trading currency for money at institutional levels, as the miners, as you know, they have to, they have to use their Bitcoin. They have to sell it to pay for their electrical costs, to pay for their hardware costs. As they go public, and this is something that Michael Saylor alluded to, as they go public, they can borrow from the public debt markets. They can just keep their Bitcoin. So you only have Right now, you have 900 Bitcoin a day coming to circulation from the miners all over the world, and you're seeing them hold it, keep their Bitcoin. Every single day, I go on Twitter, they have the whale watch. You can see on-chain, Bitcoin's a public ledger. You can see, uh, it seems like a billion dollars in Bitcoin every day is getting sucked off. Exchanges are at a low. I mean, there's like a few thousand Bitcoin on all the exchanges. I mean, we're at this point where... At any day, I always say the risk is to the upside. You could snap your fingers and you're going to just go parabolic. You'll be at 100,000, 150,000, 200,000. Who knows? I mean, it's, 
I look at the Bitcoin value. For me, I have no many Bitcoin I have, and I think the sell token will outperform that. And I think it'll add to my, my Bitcoin value, but that's what really matters. And everything gets cheaper every single day in Bitcoin terms. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think we're going to see all of that sort of play out live. And that's, that's going to be the fascinating thing. Like everyone, it's like a live experiment that the, uh, that the U.S. is running right now with all the money printing. And this is, they've been running it for, for what, since the 08, 09 financial yeah. crisis with the quantitative easing. And the thing is, when you look at the balance sheet, so quantitative easing, as we all know, is them, they're, they're creating this money out of thin air and they're buying in the financial crisis. They were buying mortgage backed securities, treasury backed securities. They were buying uh, real estate debt and they were buying government debt. No one else will buy. So they're, they're buying their own debt and they're doing it in Europe. The, the balances, the balance sheets of the Fed is almost $10 trillion. That's the American Central Bank. The, the European Central Bank, it's much bigger. I think it's almost double that. Japan's bigger. All these other countries have bigger central banks. And they're just, they're just creating this stuff out of thin air. And you have, in America, we have such an unfair advantage having the world reserve currency and looking at a quick dive into monetary history because this is what happens when you're when you're orange pilled and you at first you deal with crypto and then it causes you you look at bitcoin the king and you realize why bitcoin's the king and you realize why it is money you realize you start going into what is money and you realize that we may be a, a capitalist society in america but our money is very socialized and you have these people at the tap and the first ones drawing it and they can hand it out as benefits to other people but it's it just keeps broadening it keeps widening this this divide because the wealthy anybody that holds assets the assets are going up in price we've seen inflation already massively the fed around the world they're telling you there's no inflation there's there's memes that we see on twitter where you'll have a a, a bed full of lumber and they go wow that guy must be a billionaire I mean, it's, it's obscene. And some of these commodities, the prices, things, I think that lumber is up 300 and something percent on the year. Everything's going just parabolic. Things people want. Real estate is going nuts. I live down in South Florida. I look at the price of condos is up 80% this year. That's insane. I mean, because people are, assets are going up. And who owns most of the assets? The stock markets are hitting an all-time high. I always had said the best performing stock market in the world for every single year has been Venezuela. Stock market was up 500% last year because they have millions of percent inflation. I don't know if we're going to necessarily get that, but we are seeing these, these inflationary forces and it's very, it's, it's nerve wracking, I think. Very nerve wracking. Yeah. And this all goes uh, in hand with, I guess, income in income inequality and also wealth inequality. Like the problem exactly. is actually at that source. That's the source of the problem. And that kind of spills over to the rest of the world. Like, I think, yeah, we hand you, you, everybody wants a handout. You give the handouts and you're just keeping people under your thumb and the assets just keep inflating and it just keeps broadening that, uh, that wealth disparity. Yeah. And I hope something like Bitcoin does resolve that for everyone. And, and I think the beauty of it is at some point, hopefully someone who does the same exact job, like, let's just take, um, someone like a doctor, a doctor in the U S or Europe, you know, and if they're doing the same job in a developing country, I mean, they're doing the same job, but why is the pay differential so different? It's just because of currency and the monopoly on currency. So I think, you know, an exciting time in the world would be when anyone doing the same exact thing is going to be paid 
in Bitcoin, hopefully, and it will be sort of a universal rate. And then that brings about a lot of equality worldwide. Bitcoin is the people's money. You're spot on. It is the people's money. We do have a very unfair advantage in the United States. The, the White House in America, they're already setting up. We're going to lose war, the, the dollar is going to lose war reserve currencies. I mean, you know, I mean, oh, you're, you're in uh, Europe. You know, the, the pound was the world reserve currency for, for a long time. It's, it's been all currencies trend to zero. The pound has lost 99.9 whatever percent of its value. Originally, a, a British pound was equivalent to a pound of silver. Well, a pound of silver is worth a lot more than one British pound today. And that's where you get the 99.9%. I think it was around the World War II, early 1900s is when the, uh, the pound was no longer backed by gold. So they were able to abuse it and, and fund war efforts. And then up in 1944, when the US dollar um, was, they were sending all the gold to America. You can thank Adolf Hitler for the, for the, uh, the, the dollar being the world reserve currency, sending all the gold to America so Hitler wouldn't get it in Europe. And they said, oh, well, just the dollar is a new, uh, that we were producing everything at the time, which we don't manufacture anything anymore, but we were. And so it's, oh, the dollar is backed by gold. This can be, you know, we can, can trade around it, this, around the world. And then you go forward and we abuse that. They estimate that, in 1971, when we went off the gold standard, there was eight times more currency, more dollars floating around than there was gold to back it. And that's when Nixon took us off the gold standard. And then you've, you've seen this accelerate with um, all this quantitative easing and you're seeing it really, really start to accelerate. And they talk about the fall of empires. I mean, you've seen this kind of stuff. I mean, not to be some kind of doomsdayer, but Rome, that's the first thing they did. It was the debasement of the currency. And then very quickly afterwards, you saw everything fall. Same thing, Europe, huge empire, debasement of the currency, kind of the fall of the empire. Like you see this kind of stuff happen. And that's where Bitcoin is the people's money. As a percentage of wealth right now, this is the greatest transfer of wealth that the world has ever known. This is a once in a species opportunity because as you have entities like the IMF, they put a paper out in 2020 talking about Bretton Woods two. So we had Bretton Woods one where the dollar became the world reserve currency. And now, like you said, it's an unfair advantage because I can sit here and US dollars, we can create them and send them to your country. And now you have to pay us back with your blood, sweat, tears, your efforts with something that I could just make out of thin air that's backed up by nothing. That's not fair. That's ridiculous. And you're seeing like, why would, if I was China and I'm producing everything, which they have obviously currency manipulations going over there, but they're, they're stockpiling gold. They're stockpiling, they're, they're Bitcoin mining, largest Bitcoin miner in the world. They're, they're, they have money, very easy. You have one announcement where it's like, oh yeah, we're backed by this much Bitcoin. Everything changes, but Bitcoin is the people's money. The greatest transfer, when you look at these people that are billionaires and soon to be trillionaires as the currency supply keeps increasing, because we're doing it around, around $2 trillion, or I'm sorry, $2 billion an hour right now worldwide, central banks around the world. Who stands to lose the most? It's the billionaires. It's the, the ultra wealthy. If you're, as a percentage of our wealth, we can sit there. If you can buy a tenth of a Bitcoin or a hundredth of a Bitcoin, there's an ultimate scarcity factor there. 21 million, really, with what's lost, about 16 million, ultimately. If you can acquire a Bitcoin or a tenth of a Bitcoin, think of how empowering that is. 
as a percentage of their wealth, there is no way. And that's why you get a Michael Saylor, who's already a billionaire and he's becoming much more of a billionaire. But when he realized that he said, wow, if I want to protect this, I need to jump in and you're seeing the ultra wealthy get involved, but you're going to see people like Warren Buffett who were the richest in the world. That'll change. Elon Musk, very quick. Tesla bought Bitcoin. He had admitted that he bought Bitcoin. But then in the latest tweet, when um, Tesla announced they sold 300 million of their Bitcoin, he was very quick to answer back on Twitter because he was accused by the Barstool sports guy, uh, Portnoy. Oh, because Portnoy finally bought a Bitcoin. He said he was never going to buy a Bitcoin. He finally bought a Bitcoin. So then he, he trolled Elon Musk and he said, hey, I finally bought a Bitcoin. You know, you, you're selling all your Bitcoin. Elon Musk came back immediately and said Tesla sold 10% of their Bitcoin to prove liquidity to the rest of the world. I did not sell any of my Bitcoin. So that was an admission. His personal, he has Bitcoin and he's a smart man. We know how smart Elon Musk is. He's a genius. He understands it. If he wants to stay the wealthiest man in the world, it's going to be by acquiring some, some Bitcoin. And some of these original people, the Chamaths, the Winklevoss twins, some of these guys that acquired a lot of Bitcoin, they'll be the next trillionaires. That's where I see things going. Awesome. And, and just before we finish off, do you have any kind of Bitcoin predictions and where do you think the peak would be for this cycle? I think that, um, I think this will be different. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a cycle I've alluded to with all the institutional adoption. I, I have a, a pretty clear vision on what I see with Bitcoin. Um, I did not see it accelerating as fast as it, as it has with the, the virus and the money printing. Michael Saylor, I didn't see that, uh, the institutional adoption. There's just, there's not enough Bitcoin. If you sell your Bitcoin now, you're selling it to Michael Saylor. You're selling it to Elon Musk. You're selling it to billionaires and institutions almost every day. I'm actually surprised we didn't get more announcements from companies. We saw the one Japanese uh, company who bought $100 million. I'm shocked we didn't see Apple or Facebook or Google. We haven't seen these guys announce. I look at the on-chain stuff and all the billions that get pulled off every single day, and somebody's sucking it up. And I'm sure you're going to see a whole uh, slew of announcements. A price prediction? Uh, infinity. Infinity is my price prediction. I, like I said, I don't think you're going to see the 80% pullbacks. Any pullback gets met with buying strength. You see guys who said they'd never buy ever, like, like Dave Portnoy. Gosh, you dip down under 50,000. He runs in there as fast as he can to buy a Bitcoin. And you're going to continue to see that. Everybody gets in at the price uh, they deserve. In our lifetimes, trillions, I honestly think we'll see a billion-dollar Bitcoin. I really do. I think that you're going to see that. Uh, Robert Breedlove, a big, brilliant thinker in the space. He has some great interviews with Michael Saylor. I had not, I had not heard a price prediction from him. He talked about in the year, 10 years from now, so the year 2031, he talks about a, a $12.5 million Bitcoin, $12.5 million Bitcoin. But he says a $12.5 million Bitcoin, because of inflation, will be equivalent to about a million dollar Bitcoin today in today's dollars. I think, so three years, you have another halving. The daily supply goes to 450. Then three years after that, it cuts down half of that. So uh, 275 or, or 225. Less and less Bitcoin. You, you look out here, you're going to be spending an entire day trying to mine one Bitcoin. Supply and demand. I just keep it easy. I say there's 21 million Bitcoin. I mean, there are the 5 million that have been lost. You haven't even seen it start to pull from from typical stores of value, like real estate, a little bit from gold, 
equities, you haven't even seen it really start to take from those. I'm sure your interaction, you're not as much of a, a Bitcoiner as I am. So I, the Swan Bitcoin, I talk about the macro all the time. I'm seeing baby boomers reach out to me more and more. People that weren't interested at 10,000, people that weren't interested at 5,000, 10,000. Now we're at 50,000 and I'm seeing these people, they're, they're following Michael Saylor where they're seeing the printing, they're seeing what's happened. They're seeing the new democratic Congress, Senate and presidency of the United States where just they print this currency like it's nothing and they're getting interested. I'm seeing people buy $70,000 worth of Bitcoin here. I saw a quarter million the other day. These are people I, that reach out to me and they, they want to know how to do it. 150,000. It's almost like every couple of days I'm seeing these people. And, and soon enough, it's like I said it at 10,000, you could buy, I just said, buy a 10th of a Bitcoin, no financial advice, buy a 10th of a Bitcoin. You have a 10th of a Bitcoin that immediately puts you in the top 10%. That's great. If we go to a million dollar Bitcoin, you know what that means. You go to $10 million Bitcoin, you're, you've, you've made some of your money your own buy a 10th of a Bitcoin. Well, when I said that a 10th of a Bitcoin could cost you 600, 700 bucks when I first started saying that, then it was a thousand. Now a 10th of a Bitcoin costs you almost 6,000, six times what it would have cost originally. And we're just starting, we're in the infancy. We haven't started taking from these uh, typical stores of value like real estate and every single day, everything inflates and Bitcoin can absorb this stuff forever. And back to the sell token, they're a channel. You have the ocean that is the fiat. You, you get down to like a, a pond that is, uh, that is Bitcoin trying to absorb all this. And then you get to the bathtub, you get the Celsius network and they're, they're, they're channeling it and they're giving accessibility because I'll never sell my Bitcoin. Like Michael Saylor says, if you've got a, if you've got a whole Bitcoin, it'll go up forever. Bitcoin's been going up at 200% a year for the past 10 years. And it's just getting legs. It's less risky today than it was at, at $10 or $100. It's, as the network's growing, it's an unstoppable force. But never sell your Bitcoin. Never. It's the ultimate collateral. And Celsius Network gives you the option to do that. I was going to buy a house a couple months ago. I just used some of my Bitcoin, took a USDC loan from Celsius Network at 1%, buy myself a house. You never. And you can constantly refinance, reverse margin call. Yeah, obviously want to be, be careful, no financial advice, but you always borrow against it. I mean, if it wasn't 1%, if it was 10%, if it was 20%, it really wouldn't matter. But Celsius Network, they care about your financial freedom. They're not, they want to get people off credit cards. Their CEO talks about getting people off credit cards. Borrow at the 1%, your Bitcoin will go up forever, borrow against it. So when you die, if Bitcoin's worth a billion dollars and you have $10 million in debt of stuff you've borrowed against it. I mean, is that really a bad thing? I mean, this, this whole thing, we're so, so early, so, so early trillions. Yeah. I mean, wow. That's, that's a lot of information. I really hope everyone enjoyed that because I definitely took uh, some things away from it. Really, really do appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to join us here. Um, and I, I just hope that you come back again and we can do something in the future because this has been, uh, this has been tremendous. Hey man, I'm glad I could start this thing. And, and I see, I see Michael Saylor coming on here. You'll have Breedlove. You're going to have all the OGs and maybe introduce them to Celsius and Bitcoin uh, macro talk, anything. Cause you know, your channel is truly fascinating and I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a lot of fun. No, thank you, Stephen. I really do appreciate it. And just finally, I, I'll hopefully have all your, um, your socials below you, but do you mind just telling people where they can find you? 
yeah, uh, the future is cheap now. Uh, Steven Brocker is my name. I guess Steven Brocker, I, I was the future is cheap now, but then some of my social media is because it was in my name. Steven Brocker is my name. I'm on Twitter at Steven Brocker. Um, the future is cheap now. If you put that in YouTube, you'll see my channel. Uh, I go away to sea, so you know I don't do stuff. Maybe I'll do something from Japan or it's hard when I'm, I'm out there, but I encourage everybody to stay with the Trillions channel. This is it right here, and he's going to provide the best information and to keep tuned for his, uh, his future videos. I want to see that, uh, that versus video. I think that'll be amazing. Then I want to start seeing your recommendations, Trillian, because I know you're going to be like me and recommend the best way to get stuff, the Celsius network, the best way to get Bitcoin. I mean, I like Swan. I'd encourage you to recommend that. Some of these things. And I, I really think people, this is a good man right here. And I would encourage everybody to, uh, to listen to his stuff. I appreciate that. Thank you. I do, do really do appreciate it. Please guys go follow him. I think, as I, as I mentioned in my tweet, I think his content is very easily digestible and I don't think he hypes anything. He speaks true to what he believes in and a lot of it is backed by facts. So uh, definitely go and subscribe to him, follow him and show him some support. Right, I'll leave it there. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you all.